You are now tuned to the other side of BOK Sports 9 What's up, good people? It's your boy Laws OSS yeah. 980, other side of sports. Yeah. In the building, it's me, it's Aaron. Aaron about to go get some shots up, dog. We just got the show last minute. Dog, what you about to do tonight, young? You gonna put 30 on him? No. No, I'm, I'm playing with a bunch of bands that's 20, 23, 25. Hey, yo, you got to no know chase. your lane, dog. You got to stay in your lane. You go out there, Joe, you give them some, some clutch buckets. Because this young generation, I don't feel like they clutch like our generation, dog. Like, like if the game's on the line, throw the ball to me. I'm in the post. Turn around, fade, cash. That's it. That's all. Dog, you ain't playing no defense. You no, I'm playing D, but it's special. easy to play young Bamas in defense because the young dudes don't really play D. They like. just go side to side. That was just and Bigs is limited with lateral movement, so it's not you know like if you were oh, big yeah, yeah, on yeah, defense, yeah. it's the same routine from the time you 12 to the time you <laughs> check out. No, but but the only thing about these young Bamas, they, their athleticism is dead. Oh, yeah. These Bamas come through the some lane. of these Bamas ah. call jumping out the gym. I'm like, good grief. <laughs> hey, don't get like, dunked. It's a long time away. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I ain't challenging no uh, drives to the, to the basket. Hey, dog, the thing is, on the health defense. Tic- you'll be on TikTok in the morning, dog. You'll be like, hold on. Is that the okay, <laughs> player outdoors for hey, one? Dog. <laughs> hey, dog, y'all outside. It's over. Dog. Yeah, it's an outdoor league. It's, dog, they call it I the mean, Y. Hey, dog, it's hilarious. Put your knee pads on. Make sure you got your protective wear on, dog. Plus 30, you got to put ankle braces on. You can't be out there, Joe, just... I seen too many Bamas catch L's, dog. You overestimate my effort, dog. I'm out there for the cardio. I'm jogging up and down the joint, playing... Dog, how many minutes? Hold on. How many minutes you getting, dog? What you playing? Like, so it's what? I'm 220 like minutes. Half? Yeah, 220 minute half. Probably play like 10 to, 10 to 15 10, minutes. 10 and a half? Or for the game? For the game. Oh, so you about about 15 minutes. Yeah. So you like you like a Lou Williams out there, Joe. Like you come off the bench, you give him you give him a couple choice buckets. At the end of the game, you know what I'm saying? You you gave him about like 10, 15 points. And play in the middle with the middle of the zone. Oh, okay. On defense in the two three. So. So so yeah, so you the you the but better leadership. We got some young Bamas. Donis Haslam out there, Joe. No, I'm not I'm not that guy. <laughs> I'm shooting seventy percent. So okay, okay, <laughs> okay. You say, but your, your guys is nice. We got some young bands that can get buckets, though. I think get buckets. Even in our era, could get buckets. Like oh, nuts. word. Okay, all right. Yeah, that that's encouraging. Cause now you don't feel like you had to carry the team. You can just go out that joint and just contribute. Oh, I got bamboozled into the draft. I thought I'm about to be in the 35 and over league or 40 and uh-huh. over type league. The Bama that asked me to play, he coaching. I, I play uh-huh. with him on Saturdays and Sundays. Uh-huh. I'm thinking he playing on the team too. Nah, he got me out there drink with the young. Oh, Bama. he got young Bamas, dog. I ain't know it was outside. I ain't know it was young. The joint is it's hilarious if you see the joint. Uh, okay, it's a little Rucker Park. Where is Joan at? It's in uh, Annapolis. They call it the uh, Y. They do it like every year. It be Bamas from like DC, PG, Baltimore. Oh, okay. Drink. Okay, so that joint growing. You need to take the camera out there, Joan. Get some footage, dog. If it was See 20 years ago, ain't nothing. Uh, yeah, you say, I don't want no tape. <laughs> That's like, much trash this bad much time. <laughs> Yo, yeah, man. I, 
I, you know, I can't do it, dog. I got the clubs in here somewhere, dog. I just, I'm playing like four times a week. Not in that league, but the uh-huh. league is twice a week. But I'm still. Oh, playing. you getting it in, dog? Saturday, Sundays, and some Wednesdays. Oh, you getting it in then? You getting it in? Uh, since I know you gotta go, dog, we going we gonna get to the get down. Cause people, you know, already went on my rant last week on the whole situation. This is before the actual draft. The draft happened. Washington Wizards. They, they, they. Yo, I, I. This is a full rebuild, though. If I ever seen it. What are your thoughts on just the the whole the Washington Wizards trading for? Because you know I, I gave my two cents on it, but they traded uh, away Porzingis, traded away Bradley Bill. They got uh, the Bama who got beat up in uh, Jordan Poole in Golden State and uh, Jordan Poole who, you know, we had mixed reviews on. Um, he's now, the, I guess, the, the main primary piece that they, they're building around. What, what are your thoughts on what's happening with, with, with the Washington Wizards right now? I think the owner is a cheap piece of you-know-what. I think he's the worst owner in the city, even though y'all hate Dan. I think Ted is a much worse owner because he has no intent on winning. That's not his MO. Like, Dan wants to win. He's just terrible. at Like, he's trying. He's just wrong. Like, this Bama Ted does not care about anything but money. And he's cheap. And that's just a terrible combination for a Bama that owns two teams. And so he's just trying to clear cap. That's all this Bama was trying to do was just get rid of those big contracts. And I think... I mean, I don't have any proof about this, but I believe the only reason he got Jordan Poole back was because the league might have called this Bama like, dog, you're doing too much. He just took that Saudi money. He just signed that uh, deal for Monumental uh, Network that they would have took over NBC Sports or whatever locally in the area. And I just, mm-hmm. it's everything is always a money grab with him. I think the NBA office might have called him like, you got to take something. And that's when they ended up making that last minute trade for Chris Paul uh, for Jordan Poole because they, they when they, when all of the clamoring started about how terrible they were doing with the rebuild all of a sudden they started leaking oh they're going to trade Porzingis for a three then you hear they about to get the 30th pick then they don't get any first round pick uh, for the Porzingis trade it's just it was it's just been terrible all the way around it's been terrible dog like inexcusably terrible where I'm trying to find like I'm trying to f- dog you know as a fan Aaron you know me personally you know me a long time. I be looking for the just any way to make the glass half full. Any way. If the Bama's just do one slightly right thing, young, I'll be back on board. Like, yeah, these Bama's going to the ship. This is Bama. Nice. Woo woo. Dog, these Bama's have just made bad move after bad move after bad move after bad move. And it just doesn't seem like there's any hope in sight. Why would you use the new regime to do this? You could have done this with uh, Tommy or uh, Ernie. At least it wouldn't ruin the goodwill. Like all you y'all was sites when these new Bamas came in the door. Like, oh, it's about to be a new regime. Finally, Ted giving up the reins to somebody that's not, you know, in house and all this other stuff. And the first set of moves these Bamas start making are some of the worst trades I've seen in sports, let alone basketball. Dog, this worst is trades some of the worst trades that I've and, ever seen. And it's been like relatively low criticism of it. Like people have been like relatively like okay with it. 
And it's just it's, complicit. It's irking me. I'm like, dog, this is just this is terrible team management. And I don't Imagine care what people did. try to say. Imagine if they oh decided it was the one pulling the trigger. It would be oh all my pull. goodness. Completely. Like this jump, it'll be untenable around this jump. How the media would be slandering. And nobody's like really taking them to task. They're like, oh, this is a part of the rebuild. And they really couldn't get anything back. And their hands were tied. And it's like, it's like they had to make these moves. They did not have to do this. Bradley Bill had four years left. Porzingis was gonna opt into his to his um option. Like it's just excuses. The only one that was really on the outs was uh well it was two. Puchimura, Hachimura, who they traded mm-hmm. and got nothing back, and then Kuzma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now now they bring in this young kid by Lyle Kalabali. I mean, he played alongside uh Victor Wimbenyama. And uh, you know, they talk about him being as a nice prospect and all all of this stuff. But I just is he only a prospect because he played with, with Wimbayama? Like, if if he didn't play with Victor, would we be talking about him? Like, I, I just... And we also talk about how Ted is always enamored with these foreign players. It's always a, a business, you know, move to me that it looks like. It's never about just the basketball. And so, like, the guy had a growth spurt where he, I think, grew it like six or seven mm-hmm. inches in one summer. But is that the grounds you use for drafting a guy? So it's just... He's like the ultimate prospect because you really don't know what you're going to get from him. Like, is he a guard? Is he a forward? Is he still growing? Like, he's super young, so that's good. But it, mm-hmm. it's just so many unknowns when it comes to him. Yeah, I, I, I just don't know, dog. The Jordan Poole Jones is a little head-scratching to me just because I'm not rebuilding my team around this bad man, Earn. I think it was forced. I really believe that was forced. He's a good player. And I don't think they intend to build around them, but I feel like they were forced to take something. Like the lead, I believe somebody's like, dog, this is getting out of hand. It's unwatchable. And keep in mind that this is the time where they're calling and re-upping the season ticket holders. Like the Bama's called me like three days before they start making all these BS trades. Trying to get me to upgrade my seats and all this other kind of stuff. So it's like- Upgrade them to where? How can you call somebody to ask for money in the same time that you're destroying the franchise? You know there was three days, so they must have had this in mind. Like, hey, we got to get as many people signed up as we can because it's about to be ugly. It's already ugly, Aaron. It's already ugly. You look at the, they got, uh, you know, Tristan Vucevic. Another form. I don't know if he's related to Vucevic, brother. I don't know, dog, but second round picks you might as well just put, put me and you on the team Aaron. if you getting second round picks like that like I just right give me a 10 day contract if you're just pissing money away on Bama's that you're never gonna see they still got another Bama from was it France that never showed up that or Spain that they drafted like a couple years ago they just <laughs> he's like I ain't going over there to that yeah it, it just yeah Vic Cretchit whatever the Bama name is or Yannick Nazoza, that might be him. I ain't never seen him, man. Never seen him. Yeah, it, it, it's bad. And um, you know, again, I would not be supporting the Washington Wizards. Uh, I just can't, bro. I I just can't. 
Um, I know you out of here, Aaron. Hey, man, have a good game, bro. I need you to go and I need you to go adventures mode and go ahead and drop thirty real quick. Get get them bumpers buckets one time uh, and hold it down. So. Be easy, my good man. Protect yourself. Make sure you wear your ankle braces, your knee braces out there. And, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Uh, on to some other stories, right? So, is the big man in the league, is that whole situation done? Like, is big man in, 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 uh, in the NBA, is that just, just done? Because uh, we had this year, in this draft, we had three really good talented big men just not get picked up um, in the draft. So you had uh, Adama Sanogo from UConn. You had Oscar Tashibwe uh, from Kentucky. And then you had Drew Timmy from Gonzaga. Now, Drew Timmy, that Bama old, I mean, I get it. He like, you know, he, I'm not, I'm not drafting him. Fine. But like, Tashibwe, that Bama size and his athleticism, like he could be, a, uh, he could be an add to a team. Like I don't know why teams just overlooked him and just you know, I mean I know it's gone to the swing guard and 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 bigs who can shoot. I know like the game is transitioned there, but like there's still a place for these men though, and it's unfortunate that the league is just that they've just kind of like pushed them out. Maybe it's just a style of play, but. They've had pretty good, good, I mean, they've had really good college careers to just then not even be drafted. Um, so, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know what, what what's going to happen with the big position. I mean, you see, like, guys like Jokic show that, like, if you have a dominant big, that joke can, can, can be a game changer for your team. Um, and I know, like, you know, th- those guys specifically, they're kind of limited. Maybe not Drew Timmy so much. Like, he has a little bit more versatility in his game. But he's not, like, the athleticism that just jumps out the gym or jumps out at you. just not there. So, I really don't know, like, what the what – will, what will happen, like, you know, in the future with, with, with bigs in the league. Um, which brings me to another big that's in the league right now. Draymond Green. What is the future for Draymond Green, yeah? Um, I I would anticipate that the Warriors would try to work out a deal to re-sign Draymond Green. He's not going to get or command the big dollars anymore. That that's done. Um, to me, you know, Draymond Green is really like a a plug-in guy who can get you. You know, 10 points, seven rebounds, six assists. He can help, you know, be a leader for some of your young players on the team. Uh, outside of like a Jordan Poole, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I just I, I just think it'll be hard for Draymond Green to command big dollars, which I think he's aware that he just won't be commanding. And I, I would anticipate that he would just end up back with the with the Warriors, right? You know, they they traded, they got Chris Paul, you know, they, they're older now. It doesn't seem like they're trying to transition to a, a younger group. Um, I think Draymond Green just makes sense in the fact that he can 
that's his system that he knows. Those are players that he fits with personality wise. I think that he could come and he could kind of retain his leadership position and not really rock the boat there. I think it would be very difficult for him to go to another team and then try to be that rah-rah leadership vocal leader on a team where players may be young and really don't rock with him like that. I mean, we've seen Draymond Green kind of rub guys the wrong way. Um, and I just don't know that from a chemistry standpoint, if you bring Draymond Green on to your team, like if he does not, if he's not going to cause a rift on that team or a disruption there. So I think that that's kind of working against him, his strong personality. Um, and if I'm Draymond Green, I think the best situation is just to take a pay cut and try to remain with the, with the Warriors, which I think he will try to do. Um, because I just don't, I just don't see him going to another situation that would one pay him the money that he probably wants. Uh, I just can't see a team overpaying for him, right? I mean, especially with his level of production, it's not like he's a guy who who's produced at a very high level to where you could kind of justify like, oh, this Bama average is twenty, or he might not be that good, but. On the team that he was on, he was averaging 20, you know, 10 and, and 5 or whatever, right? He's not doing that. This Batman is giving you my numbers out there right now. So, you know, 8, 7, and 6 is the numbers that he putting up. And, you know, partially that's, you know, some say that that was one of the, the points of contention around the whole Jordan Poole, Draymond Green situation was the fact that, you know, Jordan Poole was like, dog, you... You, you, uh, and, and I forget the, the actual term that he had for him, but he called him something like, like a workman, dog. Like, you just a, a regular dude. You just put regular numbers up. Like, you don't do nothing. You don't move the needle, essentially. Um, and it, and it led to the fight. But I, yeah, I, I think Draymond Green's best bet is just to try to do a team friendly deal with the Warriors because I just don't see another team paying him the kind of money he might want. Uh, and for him, it might be cool. He might just be ready to, like, you know, call it quits. If a team's out there is willing to, like, you know, give him the bread, then he'll take it. But if not, you know, I think Draymond Green has kind of established himself outside the game to a level to where, you know, transitioning away from it probably wouldn't be too, too, too difficult for him. I mean, there's some athletes where it, it could just be tough. I think Draymond Green will be, be okay. I mean, he's been vocal, you know, later half of his career and you know he has this again he has strong personality so I, I mean I think overall he'll, he'll be fine um you know with or without basketball um Damian Lillard future with the Blazers is uh is in question uh he met with the team Damian Lillard, you know, loyal guy to the to the city of Portland is probably going to stay put there. But I mean, his career is just wasting away, dog. I, I mean, I know there's a lot of guys who just join super teams and that's the whole thing. And Damian's like kind of, you know, stood on his block that he's just going to stay with Portland, you know, come hella hot water and just ride it out and stuff like that. But I mean, and, and granted, 
I think there's a benefit around that because, you know, you're comfortable. You kind of stay the man in that situation. And that's a leveraging tool that you can have to command the big bucks on that squad. And, you know, you're good. But, like, if he's ta- if he's talking about winning, and if winning is really, like, a primary focus of Damian Lillard's, then staying with the, blizzard, the Blazers is not conducive to that. Like, it's it's almost disingenuous to say that he's, you know, he tried, he wants to win and then stay with the Blazers because they're just not in it. They're, the team is not fit to win nothing that matters, though. They don't have what they need in order to win. It's just the bottom line. And there's no knock to Damian Lillard. It's just the reality of the situation. It's just not that the team just does not have the adequate pieces in order to make them a contender. Um, I do think that that you know they did have a good draft, and I like the young talent they brought on the team. Um, and I think that'll help. But when you look at the team, it's it's, it's a young team. You know they, I. I like Scoot Henderson, and I think he could he could definitely be a piece. I think the Blazers, you know, thinking about Damian Lillard and looking like at the situation and scenario, will try to add a piece to the Blazers team. You know, there's rumors um, that they may like try to like get a veteran, um, trade like one of the young pieces, and, and get a veteran to the team. But I, I just. If you're a veteran in the NBA, like, do you want to go over to the Portland Trailblazers? I'm not trying to go to the Portland Trailblazers. I'm just, I'm going to just keep it 100 with you. If, if I'm a Paul George or somebody who's like, you know, just being rumored to go over there, like, am I leaving to go over that, Joe? Am I leaving Cali to go to Portland? Nah, Bob. Nah. Um... I mean, some people were talking about like maybe the maybe the Trailblazers should, should go after like a Draymond Green and bring a Draymond Green to the team. But I just, again, I don't think that's enough. I don't think that's enough. Um, you know, you got uh, Jeremy Grant. You know, for you try to get him back, um, but these guys aren't moving the needle of what needs to take place in order for them to win. The bottom line is Damian Lillard going out scoring 40 points is not the answer for winning in in their situation. And that's just not not going 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 to work. It's just it's just not going to work. And that's just the bottom line. So I don't know what Damian Lillard is going to do if he's just going to sit in the pocket which it seems like he is. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm not watching baseball. We done turn that off. I know that don't go on. I'm probably going to get into the big three. Uh, football, really no real news came out as of late. Um, like any significant football news. I mean, of course, you know, we, we anxious to see the rookies, um, you know, and, uh, you know, Anthony Richardson, um, you know, and, and, and the other young quarterbacks out here, uh, I'm drawing a blank right now, but 
it's okay. Um, y'all know who I'm talking about. Quarterback for the Panthers, quarterback for for the Texans. Y'all know who I'm talking about. The rookies. Um, you know, of course we want to see them, but you know, training camp starts July, and then we'll start to get some news. Um, uh, I don't think has Hard Knocks released the team that they're gonna be following this year yet. I don't even think Hard Knocks is uh picked the team yet. I thought they would have gone ahead and just, you know, pick the team by now. Because we getting close. And yeah, so word on the street is that it's probably likely gonna be the Jets. Um yeah, so the end season, they're talking about the Washington Commanders could be the end season option for the hard knocks. And if that's the case, I mean, it is what it is. I wonder, though, if you do the end season, which I would take is the end season jump, because I feel like if you do the end season one, nobody cares about that jump. Bama's not watching the end season hard knocks like that. Did you watch it? Let me know if you watched the end season hard knocks, because I didn't turn to that jump one time. They had the Cardinals last year. I didn't peep the jump one time. It wasn't important to me because I'm watching real football. So, like, that's a way to just kind of float on the radar. And my question is, if you do the in-season, chime in on the chat. If you do the in-season hard knocks, does that count as, like, doing the hard knocks so that when you're not eligible for the next, like, what is it, like, 10 years? Does that count? I I, I just wonder if, that, if that's the case. So if I do the in-season jump, that's a way to like kind of appease it and satisfy that that criteria, but not have to like be on the jump for the next 10 years. Because uh, if I had a choice, I'm definitely doing the in-season jump. So if the commanders get the in-season, that's not too bad. The Jets do, if they get the, if they get picked for the regular season, then that, that I mean, I think that that's, that's fine. I, I'll be interested in that. There's some intrigue there. There's some storylines there, you know, um, and I, I'll be willing, like, I, I think that's good. I think from a league standpoint, you kind of want to stay away from the commanders just because this whole situation with the team is still not all the way settled. And you'll have to, like, I mean, for entertainment purposes, HBO's not going to be like, all right, we're not talking about Dan Snyder. They're going to talk about Dan Snyder, though, and they're going to talk about some of the things with the team. And if you're trying to get that storyline to die down, I don't think you really want the commanders on Hard Knocks as the, like, premier team to to be the season opener of the of, of Hard Knocks. I just don't... It's just probably going to be a bad look. And then you got the Mary Jo White investigation that... We should have been had 10 years ago. I, I mean, I'm trying to figure out what these Bams is doing, though. We know what they're doing, though. We know what they're doing. They redaction here, redaction there, redaction. You already knew. So if you're trying to stay away from that, maybe by the end season, you would have had a lot of that kind of be, be settled. You got new ownership in there, and a lot of that could be quailed and, and people not really talking about it so you can focus on the football aspect of it and then it won't be as much of a disruption this this and that so you know you might be all right to do it in season it's just gonna be interesting to see you know who they choose what what situation they uh they go with uh i i hope it's not that the commanders though even though that would make for good fodder and entertainment uh, no question but i just 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not necessarily a, a, a fan, fan or like that uh, of the hard knocks for for the. Um, um so, uh, free agents out there. We got Dalvin Cook. Uh, he's got offers to look at. Apparently, there's offers on the table. Um, I know he was trying to go with the Dolphins. I know the Patriots was trying to talk to him. The Jets, the Broncos are potential suitors for the running back. What do y'all think? Excuse me. It's the best spot for Dalvin Cook. I thought about it, and Dalvin Cook is interesting because he's like a zone running scheme running back who has not really been able to like maintain his health. Um, He's not really a hard-nosed running back or one that I would consider. He's more like a finesse running back, in my opinion. So I don't know, like... Yeah, I don't know, bro. I don't know what team really would probably be the best fit for him uh, because a lot of the teams have running backs there that really kind of sit as the bell cows for the most part. But, like, I, you know, I guess at this point of his career, he would just be a mix-in running back. Uh, but I don't know. The running back position in the, in the NFL has taken a dramatic turn. Like, NFL running backs used to be like the thing. Like you think about like the Ladanian Thomasons, the Barry Sanders, like they used to be like the hottest commodities for team. When you think about teams, you thought about the quarterback and then the running back. Now running backs are like an afterthought. They're afterthought when it comes to like paydays and stuff like that. They're not getting paid like that. We've seen like the model of, of paying for, for running backs just kind of switch and, and go downhill you know, I think Derrick Henry probably was the last running back who got like a, a super payday, maybe Alvin Kamara, but like it just it's just happening less and less and less and less. And, you know, they've made the running back position be expendable. And we've seen it. And, you know, it's not a whole lot of chatter about just the devaluing on a running back position. But like running backs touch the rock a lot and they're valuable for teams especially in winning. And, you know, it's just interesting to see how they've been, like, kind of devalued to the level that they have. Um, and I guess it's just the, the business model of the NFL. They say, like, it's bad business for these these guys who take so much of a beating and, you know, are, like, in the mix to then be getting paid, you know, to high levels, like, you know, quarterbacks and wide receivers and stuff like that. And you see it with the Saquon Barkley's of the world, how they're just trying to like, you know, restrict him or restrict the contracts and try to devalue him in, in many ways when he's probably the most valuable piece on that team and on that offense. You know, when you think about like value, like you should pay the most valuable person that should get the most bread. It's just, that's just how it's to work. But like, the NFL, their business tax is just different, bro. It's just different. Um, so, you know, that that's that's that situation. Uh, you got DeAndre Hopkins is still out here in the free agency. Why different teams is being discussed, you know, for him potentially going to. Um, you know, I don't think the Patriots, while they could probably benefit from him being there, I just don't think this is a good situation. We've seen 
wide receivers outside of Randy Moss like go to the Patriots and just not do well, though. Like Antonio Brown comes to mind. Like they, the way that they structure their, their, their practice regimen and all that stuff. Like if you're a veteran and you've kind of earned some equity in the league, that's just probably not a place you would want to go. And and I think for DeAndre Hopkins, who's reportedly not like a practice guy, who's you know going hard in practice, he just kind of like you know, I say a diva. But, like, he just earned a right to just kind of chill out and expend energy where it matters, right? And game day, he shows up and he's ready. And, you know, there's not a lot of situations you can find in a league where you kind of given that leeway or that rope. The Patriots is definitely not a place where that's happening, dog. Especially when Bill Belichick, and I don't know what they tell you before you get in the door, but when you get there, they riding you heavy all the way. So... I know that's pause worthy, but I'm just saying they they on you and they they gonna ride you. So I don't think DeAndre Hopkins would like to be in a situation like that. He probably most likely would want to be in a situation where, like I would say, maybe Dallas is a situation that DeAndre Hopkins would probably wanna wanna be in where they have weapons. And granted, I mean as a Commanders fan, well, like a halfway Commanders fan. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like that because I think he still got some juice in the tank and can still produce at a high, high clip. But I mean, that's a situation where you come in, you know, you got another young receiver, probably gonna take, you know, some 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 pressure off. You can kind of fit in. You you automatically come in the door with the with the pedigree and the respect level. You know, your veteran leadership. You can lead the young guys, but you probably won't be expected to like do all the things that the young guys are expected to do. That's a situation DeAndre Hopkins probably most likely would want to be in. Not a whole bunch of situations like that, but that's one of them. Maybe like I think New York is another situation where you could come in, you got Aaron Rodgers who is like, I'm going to just tell y'all, keep it 100. He probably running that offense and telling him everything he want to do and how he want to do it. And a guy like DeAndre Hopkins could just kind of be his guy. And he would be like, DeAndre don't have to do that. And then the Jets wouldn't trip. Like, they'd just be like, oh, okay, like whatever. And he could kind of like latch on to that leadership role where he wouldn't have to do all the brunt work that some of the other players is doing. Right. Um, and that's the situation he he probably would want to be in. And if I was him, I'll be trying to look for a situation like that. I don't think money is super important to him. Who, you know, DeAndre Hopkins has made a lot of money in his career. You know, I'm, I'm sure he probably wants nothing less than 10 million, which for a receiver who I, and in his situation, I think is a is teetering and tottering on maybe a little bit too much. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know he probably was getting 13, but that that's a little high in my opinion for for a quarter a wide receiver at his stage of the game. I'll just say that. So, I don't know, it's going to be interesting to see how that how that plays out. Um yeah, and so yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, we we're right there. Um, there's been reports, other football news. Indianapolis star Nate Atkins believes Gardner Minshew has a chance to start Week One. Stop it, though. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I, I I hate it when the media does this, though. Nate Atkins, 
Let's look Nate Atkins up, dog. Let's see. Let's see a picture of Nate Atkins. Let's see what Nate Atkins is talking about. Let's see. Let's see this guy. Stop it, dog. Stop it. I'm not buying it. If the Colts go in starting Gardner Minshew, dog, you you're idiots. This is this is this is unfortunately this is when racism shows up in the league and these like little stuff. Dog, who in their right mind is gonna start Gardner Minshew? Tell me why would you start Gardner Minshew? Go ahead, give it to me. Give me the whole spill. Why are you gonna start with Gardner Minshew? Cause he got experience in the league and this, this, and that. You learn how to play the quarterback position by getting the reps and playing. If they start Gardner Minshew, the Indianapolis Colts are not serious about winning football games. They're not serious about turning their program around. They're not serious. And the actual players in the locker room will let you know that, though. You get the heck out of here. You're going to start Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew cannot start on my flag football team. How about that? If I got, if, if you get, if you say, all right, laws, we flag football, this flag football, you got Anthony Richardson or you got Gardner Minshew, who am I starting? Though it's nothing you could tell me. There's no evidence you could show me. There's nothing that would have me start Gardner Minshew over Anthony Richardson. Nothing. Nothing. Come on, man. Get the heck out of here, dog. Neck out of here. Um. Yeah. So that that's that's really all the all the news that we got for today. Follow us at OSS nine eighty at other side of sports. Um. Yeah. Leave your comments below. Stuff y'all want y'all want to chime in about. Uh, appreciate everybody rocking with us. Heavy following the show. Tell me what y'all think about the Washington Wizards, dog. What are you, is y'all rocking with the moves that they're making? Are y'all are y'all in agreement with this rebuild situation and how they're approaching it? Let me know, dog, because I'm incensed about it. I think it's just just ridiculous, dog, at the approach that they're taking with this whole team. But you know, I'd be interested to hear hear y'all thoughts on it. Let me know. Um, yeah, follow us at OSS980, other side of sports. I'm out. Peace.